There are a million things for the mind to obsess over, and sometimes it is simply too much input. The news, the notifications, the way we occupy ourselves whenever we have even the teensiest, tiniest bit of space. To call back your energy merely takes awareness of and acknowledgement of the fact that you're leaking it like a sieve and what you're leaking it toward. Welcome to the Transformative Parenting Podcast, mindset-based communication and leadership advice for highly capable, super smart parents. Because when you change the way you think about your kids, you actually change the way your kids think. I'm your host, Paula Kaywall. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode 11. Can you believe it? 11 of the podcast. And this episode is all about follow through. I know everybody's favorite topic, right? The situation is kind of like this. You're doing something out of habit because you've been doing it for a while or you think you should and you're tired. You're dragging yourself through it. You're not really in it. You just kind of go through the motions. There is an energy that we can sometimes get when we're tired and following through out of habit like this versus we are all in and we feel it's necessary. And this energy that we bring to making ourselves do this activity, it can taint not only our actions for that particular activity, but for much of our day with reluctance. And it can be interpreted by ourselves and those around us that what we're doing is petty and unnecessary as a result of that energetic reluctance. So if you're you know, following through on something that you have told your kids to do, but you no longer feel connected to that thing that you've asked them to do. Maybe there is a very specific way that you started out with the way that they would do dishes or, you know, it could be any number of things that you want them to do and you want them to do it in a, in a specific way. And now you're not feeling it anymore, but you're still making them do it. They're going to feel like you're being petty. That energetic reluctance that you have the energy it takes you to muster, to make them follow through, is going to be interpreted as uh, you're just getting on them for no reason at all. And this is why it's important to watch our energy on follow through, because it's full of information about where we are internally on our decisions and our choices. So I want to dive into what causes this, why we lose momentum 
on our follow-through and what it indicates we must do next to fix it, because we will only last so long following through from the place of exhaustion. To be honest, when we're following through out of exhaustion, a lot of times that's where the power struggles will begin to spin up. We're exhausted. We've got this energy of not really wanting to do this, of being reluctant, yet we're you know, forcing the structure and then the kids start to get the message that you're forcing something that's unnecessary and petty and they fight back against it. So a lot of times this is where those power struggles will, will begin to spin up is when you are no longer congruent and on board with something that you're following through on. It's sometimes this reluctance or this loss of momentum or this exhaustion can be triggered by feeling that what we're doing isn't working or we're leaking so much energy out to other things. We've got nothing left for those next steps in life. The structures we put in place are actually in danger of collapse. And while these can be components, the usual cause is more indirect. We've lost sight of our why and connection to the original choice we made that created this follow-up sequence to begin with. And without that connection, we're just floating, rudderless, without any sense of where we are going with the behavior. And that is what causes us to lose momentum and get exhausted because it's like we're trying to move the, the boat without any oars. The behavior takes energy to erect and keep in place and even more to make happen when we're energetically leaning out because we're trying to conserve our energy and no longer remember why it's important to do this. Maybe we do on the level of the mind, but the rest of us is no longer all in and the mind can't do it alone. Whenever you find yourself in a place of exhaustion, the first thing to do is to notice where all of your energy is going. Is there something in life that your mind is obsessed with? Maybe you're trying to get a good job. Or your kids are having trouble with their new teacher at school. Or maybe there's a possible move in your future. Or maybe you submitted a proposal for several important clients and you haven't heard back yet. And so you're obsessively checking your inbox to see if they have reacted to what you sent. Perhaps a parent's health is not well or a pet's. There are a million things for the mind to obsess over. And sometimes it is simply too much input the news, the notifications, the way we occupy ourselves whenever we have even the teensiest, tiniest bit of space. To call back your energy merely takes awareness of and acknowledgement of the fact that you're leaking it like a sieve and what you're leaking it toward. Then you simply invite it back in 
after becoming fully aware of where it's been going. You acknowledge the energy has been going there and try to help that situation along, whatever it is. But splitting yourself and dividing yourself will not help as it dilutes your energy, attention, and intention. When it starts flowing back into you, you will immediately feel less anxious, more whole, grounded and complete. You will sense its return right away and in a big way. Now just enjoy it being back. Hold it gently for a while and then revisit your intention for how you want to show up in your life. Why are you doing the things that require your follow-up energy? Who do you want to be by doing them? And what do you want to feel while you're doing it? Notice at this point, if that original intention needs some adjusting, perhaps your choice needs to shift a little to accommodate where you are now versus where you were when you first made that decision. Honor that and tweak it until it's just right if this is the case. If this is not the case, then just recommit to what you had before. The difference is now you have your whole self to put forward into it, not just part of yourself to work with. Now you are back to being all in and the difference is huge. When we are working with divided energy, like a beam of light being split by glass or a divided self, follow-up means that we have behavior without intention. There is no longer anything working to direct that behavior and it feels lifeless and hollow to us. It is hard for us to even want to engage it. We have one leg in and one leg out and whomever we are working with on this follow-through will call bullshit on us and resist us on it whether your dog, your kids, your employees, your spouse, it doesn't matter. They all intuitively call BS. And now you have to fight to keep the structure in place when you can barely care about it yourself. At this point, you might hear yourself say something like, I should follow through on that, but you don't care. You should But should is weak energy. It's not motivating at all. In fact, it's the energy where you have the turning point where you're just about to get on yourself about it. Make yourself feel bad. Beat yourself over the head. Should is the turning point where you start to make yourself the enemy and the problem. If you manage to drag yourself through the follow-through at this point, it's likely you'll either do so inconsistently or with anger. Anger at yourself, anger at other people for making you have to work so hard, or because you can't stand to be with that energy for very long, sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. 
the energy is all wrong and the follow-through is costing you dearly simply because you are incongruent. Shift that incongruence and it will be effortless. No energetic cost whatsoever. It just flows out of you as a natural consequence of your internal alignment and because it's being told where to go. It's being directed. I touched on the topic of congruence a bit in episode three of the podcast on pressure, energy, and body language. In this episode, we've gone a little deeper to illustrate where being out of congruence often shows up. It almost always rears its head in the follow-through. This can be a really powerful self-observation practice for knowing when you need to recommit, reintend, realign, or redecide something. If you use this energy shift on your follow-through as an internal alarm, you can guide yourself back to effortless consistency every time you begin to stray off course. It's part of the constant gentle realignment that makes big things possible. Huge things, things you've never dreamed you could do, become simply what you do as a result. In my experience, nothing big ever really gets done. It's the smallest steps in between where the actual doing takes place. And it is the part of the process that people generally give the least of their attention toward. When you turn that around, you become unstoppable. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on follow-through. And if you really liked it, got some ahas and had some light bulbs go off, please go over to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star review. I'd really, really appreciate it if you did. And I'd love to hear about any of your own experiences in the comments over there with follow-through and how you have noticed your own energy working when you reflect on how you feel about following through on choices and decisions you've made in life. Well, I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Transformative Parenting Podcast. If you'd like to go deeper than you've ever gone to become the leader your child needs, head on over to www.makeyourparentingeffective.com to learn how.